0: Okay, you are in for a treat today. You're going to talk about the money monetization multiplier. I'm going to share my screen here and go over the different levels to making money. Now there's the workers, there's the managers, there's communicators, and then there's innovators. And this is important for you to understand as a mortgage lender, really any kind of entrepreneur, to understand what the income levels are in each section, but that understand the belief that harder work doesn't equal harder pay. If you sit in front of your computer and you agonize over when your next deal's coming or whatever it is for 16 hours, it doesn't mean anything. When you become not just a manager, but the levels of communication and innovation, that's where the money comes. The money comes because you're making more impact, you're reaching more, you're serving more, right? You're giving more value. And you are like the leader of it if you're an innovator. So we're going to go over that uh, now. Let me just share my my screen with you here. And you're going to love it. Okay. All right. So here's the money monetization multiplier. I'm surprised I didn't get tongue twisted with that. So it's the Rate at which you can acquire money rapidly expands when you maximize these four, money monetization multipliers. Reach, value, impact, and influence. So these are different categories that when you are in the workers versus the innovators, these four categories, they start getting bigger and they start expanding the more that you apply this this technique. So let's talk about workers. They are typically $0 to $75,000 in income. They definitely believe that harder work will get them more pay. So think um, like hairdressers, nail um, uh, um, people that do nails, uh, janitors, landscapers, you know, construction workers. The more hours you work, the bigger your paycheck is, the more overtime or whatever it is that you're gonna get. Now, my mom, for example, she's a worker, and there's nothing wrong with these um, positions whatsoever. There's no knock on this, and I'll explain what I mean. So my mom, for example, she works at a print shop. She's worked there forever. They're like family to us, and she gets paid by the hour. She made her money in real estate investing. She did not make her money working at a print shop. Uh, But let's put a pin in that for a different training on real estate investing. So one time she bought me a metal, like, a dog dish and I think it was like a cat like a little metal cat, but it was for dog water and food I don't know anyways so I left it outside because I thought oh well I need an extra dish outside in case my little puppy wants like water and food and stuff out there well it rained like within that week that I got the gift from her and it got all uh, rusty and like metal uh, the metal rusted and I didn't know, I thought it was weatherproof. So I brought it back inside and it was sitting on my counter. And I looked over at my mom like a week later and she was calculating something and she was like laughing. I'm like, mom, what are you doing? She's like, I'm calculating how many hours I have to work to make up the money I spent on that damn dog dish. And I was like, I was cracking up. And this was years ago. This was before I understood the monetization multiplier. But in order for her to pay for that 120 or $150 metal dish, she's got to work X amount of hours to repay herself or she had to work X amount of hours to buy that. Now she can work the same amount of hours if she's a master communicator on not just collating papers, that's like the worker mentality, maybe managing employees, which I'll I'll, uh, wrap this up in a pretty bow towards the end, but managing employees she's helping. But if she was to go communicate about the type of work that they do, how many flyers they make. Are people direct mailing these days? Or are they marketing through email? What is she seeing? What are the trends? What are um, Who is her customer database? And she's doing this using her voice on social media, Facebook ads. You better believe that she's going to start getting more money. She's going to get a pay raise. She's going to be able to maybe open up her own printing business because she's going to have so much business coming in because more people see her. More people are aware of her brand. Attention is the new currency. So the more you can communicate and use your voice, the more attention you're going to get when you do it on a bigger scale. And you're a master communicator about the awesome job that you're doing. Think about a hairstylist. If they are not on social media at all, and they're just uh, one-to-one, just doing people's hair, and they get paid per that, Imagine if they up leveled it and they took a picture of the before and after and they posted it on their Instagram and they made it all pretty with their mood board and all of that. And then they ran Facebook ads on a bunch of video edits of people's before and afters. Maybe she videos them before and after and she has a video editor string it all together and she runs it as a Facebook ad and say, look, these are the types of people that I love serving, people who want to look more beautiful, people who um, who doesn't want that. Right. Most most people want that uh, going to an event. I'll, I do blowouts like before events. I do this. I do that. And this is how I love serving my community. It's through my work. I love working with my hands. I love being creative. I'm really good with blowouts. A lot of people don't like their hair when it gets blow dried straight. I do one of the best ones. Here are some examples. These are the ways that you get out of that like worker mentality and you start communicating and you start serving. Right. So that's workers. OK, so workers have less influence, small impact, and it's one to one, as I just gave you two examples on So commoditize service and small reach. So again, they believe that hard work will get them higher pay. So think of yourself as a lender. Do you think that the more hours you work really is going to get you more pay? Or do you believe that the activities that you do in even a shorter amount of time is going to give you more bang for your buck? Right? I'm assuming it's the latter. So Managers. Let's talk about that next. I'm going to go kind of quickly through my slides. I usually use these for a three-day event, Invincible Lender, and uh, I want to make sure I keep this as short as possible for you. So managers, they make $75,000 to 200000 in Generally speaking, they influence a team of workers. Okay, keyword influence a team that you moved your way up, but you're still influencing the workers. Your impact is one to a few, one to groups. You provide value through your productivity and efficiency, and you have medium reach. So think of your branch manager at your lending office, if you have one that holds meetings, brings in affiliates, teaches you about mortgage insurance, they bring in free lunch, they tell you about some of the guideline changes, maybe they approve pricing exceptions, that's all good. But you have the power when you become a communicator to leap over them productivity-wise because you no longer think you're a commodity. You never think that, you no longer think that you're just a worker that is supposed to be like, you know, the manager's hurting you, hurting a bunch of cats. Now you're leaping over them and you're doing videos, you're doing ads, you're getting out there and networking, you're communicating your talents. You're not keeping yourself a secret. That's why. Managers are still not yet considered leaders. Managers are still not yet considered leaders. Communicators are considered leaders. These people um, think, you know, Dean Graziazi, Krista or myself included. I'm definitely in this income uh, bracket. And I do this through communicating, like what I'm doing now. You probably found, are hearing this on a podcast or maybe YouTube or a little clip of it somewhere on social media, Communicators are influencers and persuaders. They know how to help you persuade to believe in yourself, help persuade you to go take that leap, persuade you to figure out what your purpose is and go get that thing. Like take that leap of faith. Trust the, trust the universe, trust that um, everything is energy and where our focus goes, where our energy flows, our focus goes. This is, you know, persuading people to take to do an application with you. When you can do this, you connect with audiences through their expansive, these people connect with their audiences through their expansive reach impact. And they persuade one to many, not one to one, not one to a few, one to many. And they provide value through their stories. They are thought leaders and they're creators. When you can create something that is this beautiful, um, you know, free documentation. This beautiful piece of information that you're giving. This problem that you're solving. You're creating a solution. When you're creating something on your own and you're communicating about that, that's what you can get to two hundred thousand to the millions. So communicators are where it's at. That's where you, as a lender, should be focusing on this year for your business is how do I get my message out there? How do I get my brand out there? How do more people find me and find who I am and what I'm all about, what I stand for? Do I love reading books? Do I love, am I a foodie? Am I a runner? Am I the investment specialist? Am I the first time home buyer, the reverse mortgage specialist? Was I a in the military? And I understand like the struggles and, and, and the service that I provided. And now I want to help VAs Learn the power of generational wealth and home ownership., uh, you know, uh, I'll tell you a story really quick here. And uh, uh, I'll save it. I'll save it for after I go through these slides. This is important. We'll put a pin in that too. All right. So in innovators is the next level. Innovators make millions to billions. Think Oprah Winfrey, Elon Musk, uh, Jeff Bezos. Uh, think about the people that have like that that have paved the way that have been innovated steve jobs uh, you know forgive me if i'm forgetting somebody that that came to mind for you that's like how could you not name that person innovators millions to billions these are innovators that make massive impact massive influence and reach tony robbins right they're changing the world by giving value i watched date with destiny uh, i'm not your guru is what it is on netflix and man You talk about that man, Tony Robbins, changing lives, like creating so much value for thousands, millions of people. Imagine the money, speaking of the money monetization multiplier, imagine if he was just doing one on one coaching. He has this amazingly powerful gift and he's not sharing it with anyone except for one on one coffees. But when he says that same thing and he provides a window into that conversation by reaching the masses, he is changing his that history changing life, provide, changing the world through their ideas, their businesses, their innovations. You better believe he has 111 businesses. 111 is my my, uh, my angel number, by the way. 111 in Project 369. This is my book that I'm uh, more than halfway done with. Uh, 111 equals faith and hope. Faith, knowing that it's true. Hope is different than faith. Faith is like absolutely knowing that it's yours. So he has 111 businesses, it's all his, and he is just like killing it. He is an innovator through in and throughout. So it is our job to work our way up the money monetization multiplier. So get workers out, get managers out. You are a communicator and you are an innovator. Now you do this through the four, the four ways, right? Impact, influence, reach, that's how, that's how those four money monetization multipliers can work for you. You have to, in the impact, sorry. Um, let me say that again. I'll go back to my slide, actually. Watch your eyes, because I think it's easier if you see it um, visually there. Okay. Influence, impact, value, reach. The more reach you can get, the more value you can give, the more impact you can make, the more influence, but you do it in a larger scale, one to many instead of one to one, you are bound to win. So we must become the expert communicators and innovators. So do that in your market. I'm going to stop sharing here. And I want to tell you the story that I put a pin in. I love that saying, my best friend, Janelle, um, Told me, so put a pin in that. Let me finish my story. I'm like, oh, I love that. Okay, way to way to uh, organize my ADD brain. So we have to communicate the struggles, the problems, the um, the negative stories that our clients, our future clients, first time homebuyers, um, parents that have children that are adult children that are stuck in the rent cycle. We have to tell them a different story. We have to soften the story for them. We have to help them with their limiting beliefs. So. Um, my, my, uh, basically Bobby is what we call him. Basically. Bobby is my basically husband. And so all my students are like, where's basically Bobby. Cause he runs my it stuff during events, but anyways, great guy. So I'm going to tell you a personal story that I, um, have all the permissions to share, um, from his mother and from him and from his family, his immediate family. So this is, I'm going to circle this back to lending. These are the kinds of stories that You may tell yourself if you're stuck in the rent cycle and that your parents have told you that like ancestral kind of money blocks or money trauma, that it's up to us to be the master communicator to say, hey, if you feel like this, or this is one of my personal stories or my parents never had good credit. So therefore, I didn't see the value in that. When you're speaking about that on one to many and you're a communicator and also being an innovative lender, because I can guarantee no other lenders in your area, 25-mile radius, are talking about this stuff. If you can nail this down and be the, become the expert on it. So my story goes like this. So my uh, husband, Bobby, so Mama Ellen, my mother-in-law, um, she was driving to Tahoe and um, with her husband and her cousin. And they pulled over. This was many years ago. This was in the 70s. Uh, They pulled over because they needed to rest, check the tires. So they pulled over on the side of the freeway and I believe they had their hazards on, but um, you know, lo and behold, husband, um, Bobby's dad. So her husband, Ellen's husband um, got out of the car to go and check the tire and cousin and mama Ellen waited in the car. And granted she and her husband had two children. One of them is my husband. Now the other one is Anna, my sister-in-law. So she had two children. This is just the craziest story. So, uh, as they were pulled over checking the tire, a drunk driver came and hit them from behind, smashed into them. Cousin uh, the female was uh, died on impact and Mama Ellen was instantly paralyzed. Now the husband, Bobby's dad, was outside of the car checking the tires. And um, after she was in the hospital for a year, um, Bobby and the uh, his sister were moved around from family member to family member. Husband pretty much decided that he didn't want to deal with a woman in a wheelchair. So he's left. He popped in now and again into Bobby's life. And uh, so what happened was finally this girl's a boss. I mean, this, this, this woman, she's 70 something now. She's just like the most positive, hardworking, amazing person. She doesn't work anymore, but she did. So single mom paralyzed in the 70s and 80s, raising two young children. She managed to save up money and move herself into a home that she purchased with her two kids. Beautiful little neighborhood. We just drove by the old house in Hayward, California the other day and just sat there and like stared at it for a while. And that was the house that my husband and his sister lived in and her. So a neighbor one day was saying, Ellen, don't do it. Ellen, don't do it. Because Ellen told the story of, hey, my cousin, you know, one of Bobby's uncles, she he said that if I sell this house, he's going to triple my money. You guys probably know where the story is going. And then I could move by him so he can take care of me and the kids. So she did that. The neighbor said, Ellen, don't do it. Don't do it. Those words ring in Mama Ellen's mind. Like she cries about it still to this day because she was warned. Don't do it. And she trusted the family member. So the uncle took the money, sold that. She sold the house. He took the money, ran to the Philippines, he actually ended up getting shot. So bad karma for him. So what good was that money? Now, Bobby, his sister, and Mama Ellen had to move to like the worst part of Hayward, California, where Bobby said the gangsters had more money than him. So here's where I circle it back to lending. She taught her children money's evil. If you have money, people are going to take it from you. Owning a home is scary. You could lose it. You could end up in a situation like her and her kids were in. So she told her children this story because that was her belief. So I guarantee you that there's people out there that are going to see your videos because you will become a master communicator and innovator. They're going to see your videos and they're going to be like, wow, how do I communicate that? I had a situation where my parents were really bad with money. They blew their money and, uh, and I know that there's other people out there that are stuck in the rent cycle that they have trouble saving money because they've been taught different things about money, or you know, money lack, or just money like money flows too easily and frequently, and whatever, and you know, running things on a shoestring budget and running up credit card debt. And when you talk about that and you draw the parallels between your experiences, don't go through, like name and names and throw in your family members, and your mom and dad under the bus. But if you have their permission to share a story or if it's just something that you personally experienced, like maybe you bought um, houses on Nagams and you had to short sale them in 2008, 9 and 10 and you or you're foreclosed and how painful that situation was for you personally, not just your parents or like ancestral trauma, just you and the mistakes you made and how you're a better lender because of it and how you're able to serve better because of those experiences. And so you could say things like, I see you, I understand you, I know you, I was you. If you're watching this video right now and you're stuck in the rent cycle and you can't get ahead and you feel like you have too much credit card debt, like I've got you, I could help you see your way through this. I can help you get a safe mortgage so you never short sell off or foreclose on a house again, right? Don't guarantee anything, be careful with that, but to give you the best opportunity to never. Get yourself in a NAGAM loan and interest only loans. I don't even know if NAGAM loans exist anymore in this day and age, but share your personal story, communicate. That's the easiest way for you to work your way up that money monetization multiplier where you get money by providing value and education and empathizing and problem solving for people. What a beautiful thing that you're giving and then you're receiving back, right? And you're not doing it because you're saying apply for a loan, visit my website. What a beautiful thing. So I hope that helps you. Please subscribe, like, give a review, wherever platform you're watching this on. And I do my best to continue to provide value. And therefore, I know that the universe will support me and keep letting me fulfill my dream, my purpose and my passion, which is serving you. So thank you so much. I'll see you on the next training.